This is the Blaze Radio Network at theblaze.com slash radio. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe with our trusted colleague Jay Severin from Parts Unknown. Jay Severin, how are you this evening? Good evening. Uh, Jay Severin, sum up, if you would, the first round of the presidential debates tonight. Go. Carly. Carly. (laughs) Carly. Yeah, that's... Am I under? Did I make it in time? I think you did. I think, yeah, she was the, the only bright spot for me. The rest of it, Jay, was painful, boring. They're saying the same You problem, guys, she had to be thinking, along with uh, 99% of the audience, what am I doing here? I mean, you know, the last time that question was asked, it was by that that poor elderly fellow who was running with Ross Perot and he honestly didn't know the poor bastard but but Carly must have looked around tonight looked at let Linda Graham standing on his extra little boy helper box and listening to Happy Gilmore and and the rest of them and saying god my god what did i do wrong why am i here how did I get here? Where is my wife? <laughs> That's right. Now, you know what it was like? Is this my beautiful like, podium? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, to me, it was like the little kids' table at Thanksgiving and stuff. That's what they were yeah. talking about, the little kids' stuff, and they're all playing with kid gloves. And yeah, Carly cer- certainly should not have been part of that group of people, I feel. Most of it. Every Jay, time was- they cut away, Pataki and Jindal were making fart sounds with their underarms <laughs> and their hands and throwing pieces of hot dog at each other. And and Carly was saying, oh, please, please tell me I wake up from this. I just, I thought most of it was really boring. And that shocked me a little bit, Jay, and I'll tell you why. Because I expected these people to be smart enough that, hey, guys, you're at the kids' table. You're not even at the big table. There is virtually no way you climb out of this now unless... You roll the dice and you start talking straight. And you think they'd be at least smart enough to say, love or hate Donald Trump. One of the reasons he's had any level of success is because people think that he's just gone off the, the typical talking points and he's not being PC. Well, and they were lucky to actually get this chance, too, because as of 24, 36 hours ago, they weren't going no, to have a debate no. for them at all. It was going to be a forum held by a newspaper, and Fox News stepped into the last minute and said, ho, ho, what's this? No, we'll do a second debate. So they got a, a brilliant, lucky opportunity, and the only one that even was barely able to capitalize on some of that was Carly. I I mean, here to, you know, to praise her, not not me, but in my tweets this afternoon in my communication with uh, our audience uh, we did a really deep dive on okay whoever it is what do they need to do and and it's possible you know to do that generically there are some things that are particular to some people given their backgrounds experiences etc but I must say of of all the things my audience, said this afternoon that she in particular needed to do or that any of them needed to do she pushed every button tonight and i and and plus i just got to hear just a snippet of some of the national folks uh on from television before we came over 
and and I would say this is you know inside inside baseball, but I think you guys would agree. Within fifteen to twenty seconds of this being over, Chris Wallace from Fox, who's about to anchor the big boys pants table debate, and a couple other people from Fox who are supposedly neutral, right? Right. Immediately said, Carly, Carly Fiorina, you know, did everything she needed to do. Looked like the only one who, you know, who shouldn't be there. Everyone, it was, it was as, as spontaneous, uh, uh, evocative, uh, uh, and I think sincere and unanimous an opinion as I've ever heard from non-analysts. These are the anchors. Jay, I um, I can make an argument. We we discussed this the other morning that the the big debate that's coming up a little bit later on is less significant because the people that are leading that, whether it's Trump, Jeb Bush, the people at the top, you know, the, the highest rated, we know what they've said. We have we have gobs and gobs of audio files of these people. We know what they're about. I'm trying to vet people like Carly Fiorina. I I need to hear more of her, a lot more, because I think she may be. She may be the one. I guess the only exception to that is Trump, too, is we don't really know where Trump is today. We know where he's been five years ago, ten years ago, and what he says on certain issues, but I am at least curious to see if, if him actually have to answer some questions. He's the court jester for me today. I'm just looking for him to be a jerk. No, and I'm sure he's not. I'm sure he's going to. That's, that's what I, one of the things I'm looking forward to is just seeing how he is going to step into it uh, if that likely does happen. All right, we're going to get know, some, uh, some is... calls coming up. The Broad Voice Studio line number is 888-900-3393. That's 888-900-3393. Of course, you can tweet at us. It's uh, at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, or at J underscore Severin. Is that right, Jay? Did I do it right? Uh, let me see. J <laughs> at J-A-Y underscore S-E-V-E-R-I-N. Yeah, I say it every day about 10,000 times. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. We'll get those into us, and uh, we want to get your reaction too. We'll we'll tell you what we think. We want to hear a little bit of what you think as well. Uh, Jay, I got to share with you one tweet. <laughs> American Refugee tweeted uh, first debate performances, and then American Refugee ranked them one through seven. Number one, Carly Fiorina by a mile. Two, Jindal. Three, Perry. Four, Santorum. Five, what's his name? Six Pataki and seven Graham. The what's his name is Jim Gilmore, which is a oh man. I, look, this is you know uh, if if only at the end, and I highly recommend this to them at the end. Otherwise, it's the end of vice presidential or see. I just that just blurted out. I didn't mean to say right. that of of the second tier. I mean right right now you've got to do a check around the Fox building because you might find some really gruesome things in the executive suite. I mean, you know, I don't I don't want to be grotesque, but you really want to lock down and check on everybody uh, given this thing. And if you want to avoid a repeat of this thing, you must introduce into it an element of actual television, of actual some kind of entertainment. I know it's I know it's the presidential race, but the next time they have to come out 15 minutes before the end and say, uh-huh. okay, this is the segment of the program at which we involuntary administer Ambien uh, uh, intravenously to each of the candidates. We think about 60 milligrams would be right. And they're each going to do two shots of tequila. And then we're going to ask them, 
why are you here tonight? And then you're going to hear people like George Pataki and Happy Gilmore say, because I can triple my speaking fees to $18,000 if I could just manage to claw my way into this for another month. That's great. I, I was thinking you were going to say like Ring of Fire or uh, some sort of a weaponry, but I would take Ambient. That's awesome. All of these. Uh, no, really, they've got to. They've got. You've heard about Ambient sex. They have to have Ambient debate. <laughs> I, I'm with you on that, Jay. I think there does have to be something else there. Are, are, do you think all of these these seven are they? They're obviously in it for themselves because I don't think any of them really think at this point they're going to. Well, I wanted out. to say I did want to. I did want to yeah. follow up on my ridiculous answer. Uh, yeah. I hope not ridiculously, and that is, look, guys, ladies, look at this list. Look at the volume of the list. George Pataki. Now he's a former client of mine. Okay, and I'm telling you, George Pataki, really. The, the, the Happy Gilmore. Now, what if Happy Gilmore were the former governor of a non-key swing state? He would tonight be at the bar at a truck stop somewhere doing shooters and watching this and say, "He you know, used to be governor. Tough job." And, you know, I mean, he's from Virginia. This is one of the most naked. This last minute entrance into. A crowded field is the most naked pleading to, you know, to please make me vice president president. because I'm from Virginia. Get Mm -hmm. it? Get it? Mm -hmm. You know, and then Kasich, of course, who's taken, I think, considerably more seriously. But if he weren't from Ohio and uh, is it fair to mention a former Fox host? who just happened to slip in to the final position. He went from 17th to 9th overnight. (laughs) And Perry had only cow poop on his shoes in 24 hours. See, Jay, you sound cynical. (laughs) Mark me down. (laughs) It's almost like he's been part of this machine before. Jay, Jay, my prediction didn't come true. I I tweeted out about uh, into the second, I think it was the second break they took, that my prediction was that uh, Governor Pataki would withdraw from the race uh, before the debate was over. So that didn't come true, but... uh, Uh, If it's any consolation, Uh I missed mine too. I predicted that in the first 15 minutes, Uh uh, Lindsey Graham would... Uh, declare uh, gender fluidity because of John McCain. <laughs> now, I do still have one just one prediction that is pending. I say within the next week, Rick Perry offers up some Howard Dean sort of uh, girlish scream that uh, that ends it all for him. I think that's probably coming from him because Rick Perry is so passionate, so passionate, but he just doesn't know what he's passionate about. <laughs> I just I miss out being in journalism this one time because if I could get close enough to him, I could probably force him to split his back pain medication with me. <laughs> okay. Let me, let me get a break in here. We're going to come back with some of your calls, 888 And we're also going to run down the seven that uh, we heard from in the first debate and offer a quick little, uh, you know, how they did, what are their chances, our thoughts on them. It's Doc and Skip along with Jay Severin on this, the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to a special post-debate presentation, reactions and analysis from the Blaze Radio Network.
reactions and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Social media is a killer for these candidates. There's already a meme. Is that a meme with the little the video? Uh, this is just a gif. Or the a gif. GIF uh, the gif or the gif of Rick Santorum, the little little 10-second video or 5-second video clip. It looks like he's masturbating. A little bit, yeah. He's trying to make a point, and he has he's pumping a, his hand. It looks as though he's throwing dice, perhaps, as if you can imagine but back that. Back and forth, like, back and forth. Yeah, it's, it looks like there's a good solid five pumps. <sighs> That's not good well, for you. He is, um, he, is, he is a master debater, don't he forget. He really is. I'm telling you, it was smooth. I'm going to go ahead and just retweet this, so if anybody wants to see, <laughs> be able to go to check okay. out my feed. Hey, uh, Jay, let me get to a couple of uh, calls before we move on to more of our analysis sure. here. The Broadway studio line is 888 Let's go to Chris in Florida. How are you, Chris? Hey, guys. How are you? Doing well. What are your thoughts on the first debate? What's happened? Well, the first debate was interesting because I was on the line of um, Dick Perry. I was saying, hey, maybe he has a chance. But all I got today was like, he's not that guy. Out of everybody, one person is still on my list, which is Carly Fury, Mm -hmm. Serena. The only reason is because she literally was the only one that seemed prepared. You had the governor um, that kept reminding us that he was uh, there during 9-11. Who cares about the past? Tell us about the future. No offense to the people that died in 9-11, but that is old news. We don't care about that. We don't care about that. Actually, it was both Gilmore and Pataki who said that over and over about Yeah, you know, one of them said it four times. The other one said it three times. Yeah, so between the two, it seems like even more, yeah. That's not an answer for me. And then as a veteran myself, I don't want to know your military history. I, that is your past. What I want to know is what are you going to do for the future to better this country? Because honestly, they couldn't even give a two-word answer. If you notice, nobody gave that two-word answer, just like the mediator said, in two words, described Hillary Clinton. Did anybody give a two-word answer? Not really. That's a great point. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. It, it seems minor, but it, it's a great point. Uh, Chris, I I really think you're looking at a bunch of people uh, who, not all of whom, but most of whom do not have the IQ, don't have the brain power, don't have the discipline. They just don't have it to actually say, all right, I can think of a wounding, acerbic, quick and brief answer. I can do two words. You know, I, I went to school. I can do that. I mean, my feeling is always, if a dope on the radio can do it, then the next president of the United States ought to be able to do it. <laughs> exactly. And another thing was, you know, the, the, as uh, Richard Tom said, or well, we should have somebody that should uh, not divide each other, should bring together. But didn't he say he wants a uh, executive order protecting the Christian community? Isn't that divide? I'm a Christian, so I'm not saying nothing bad, but isn't that dividing the, the people, putting a, a group higher than the other? Because, oh, they need protection. So how can you bring people together? Because he said if you want a person that brings everybody together, choose Rick Santorum. Well, how is that choosing a person that's not going to divide when you already said, I'm going to put Christians above everybody else? That's a great I can point, only Chris. encourage you not to trouble yourself because, Chris, the next time you actually see... Uh, Rick Santorum or George Pataki or Happy Gilmore, it may be on the side of a milk carton when you are one one morning having a little cereal and you go, I think I've seen this guy somewhere before. All right, Chris, thanks for the call. Thank you. All right, Jay Severin, um, 
Is there, of the seven that were on stage tonight, are there any of them that are a real consideration for you as president of the United States? Or is there any there that you go, yeah, that's, that's a possibility? Well, I, I, I believe that's asked and answered. I'd say Carly, but, I would, okay. but let me take a chance to say, uh, because I know our folks enjoy inside baseball, as an inside baseball answer, let me offer, if I may, an opinion um, as we're doing the game films here. Let's look back on this game and look at the big dropped pass. And I think the big dropped pass, the biggest dropped pass of this game was, ironically, dropped by Carly. Now, I call it a dropped pass as opposed to an interception. She didn't do anything to hurt herself, but she dropped a pass that would have added considerably to the points she already put up on the scoreboard. She did it very early, and I think that's why. I don't think she was in her rhythm yet. It's no excuse, but it's having done this for 30 years. I, you know, I look back and say, okay, you know, I've had clients who, you know, screwed up and screwed up, and then after the third time they get it and they do it perfectly the next, you know, 700 times. And Carly set something up that was extremely provocative, and I, I don't know how many of us will recall it. But within the first five minutes, I believe it was the, her first or second opportunity to speak. She said, um, well, I don't know. I didn't get a call before I announced. Uh, I didn't get a call from Bill Clinton. Um, I didn't get a call. I don't know. I, I, didn't, I didn't give to the Clinton Foundation. I didn't give to Mrs. Clinton's uh, candidacy. I didn't. I don't know. And she stopped agonizingly short of just holding it like a good prosecutor. Just holding your breath. Hold your breath for two seconds and then look down the row and say, did any of you? Because the fact today uh, revealed nationally is that a lot of Republicans. Now, I don't know. I can't name you which ones. But a lot of Republicans, and I'm going to say very, very plausibly, including one or more of the Republicans on that stage tonight, received phone call or calls from Bill Clinton uh, and successful solicitations for contributions to the Clinton Foundation and or successful solicitations for contributions to Hillary Clinton's nascent presidential campaign. Now, if you go back for a second, take a step back, would Carly bring this up unless she knew the answer? I mean, if she if she didn't know the answer and she was working on a rumor, then that's a fatal mistake. Right. Then she's lucky that she dropped mm-hmm. the ball because someone would have hit her if she caught it. Mm-hmm. But if if she was basing this insinuation on evidence, which I believe she was, she just needed, guys, she just needed to wait that extra second, that beat and a half, and look down the row, particularly if someone or two she thought guilty, and say, why, did you? Because apparently some of these guys did. And she just, she, she put it out there, and she let it hang there just a second too short. I'm seeing uh, some of the different polls come in, too, uh, and overwhelmingly people are saying Carly Fiorina is the only 
only person who did well, the only person they would even consider out of the group. She's at like like almost 50% by some of the polls. But we'll get to more of that coming up. Also, uh, check in with some other uh, commentators. We'll get your contributions via the Broad Voice Studio line, 888 Also on the Twitter, you can uh, continue to use that hashtag GOP debate. We're monitoring that. Or just uh, tweet at Doc Thompson Show, at Skip Lacombe, or at J underscore Severin. We'll have more coming up next on this, the Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the GOP debate, the Blaze Radio Network. Now, a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Doc and Skip, along with Jay Severin, for our uh, post-debate coverage, this would be the first debate of the second-tier candidates here. And we're going to get some of your calls and tweets coming up, but one of the things that I've seen so far is, people mentioning over and over on Twitter, is how boring this was. And I agree with you. If not for Carly Fiorina, I probably would have been completely asleep, but as she had you know, a little bit of jazz to keep me going, and I'm interested in her. Now, likely the debate later on tonight, it'll be the same forum, same format, basically. It'll be just as boring, but there's good news. We're being told that the next Republican debate coming up in September is going to have a slightly different forum. Format. It's going to be different. This weekend, the crowd will pound, 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 and the Democrats will shake as the second Republican debate invades the Civic Center downtown. 17 will enter. Only one, one will survive. Will survive. Scheduled to appear all your favorites like Jeff the Burning Bush, Mike the Rhino Huckabee, Bobby the Gin Man Jindal. <laughs> Scott, Imperial Walker, Ben, see we do have a black guy, Carson, Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, and Marco Rubio as, as the, the beaver. beaver. Your flash of excitement is the main event. Who will trump who? It's a battle royale as the Donald, the Donald. pulls the handle on Kelly Osborne in a puzzling <laughs> cage lumberjack match with Minnesota Ice Pick Rules. The second Republican heavyweight debate. Insert your own Chris Christie joke here. Live, only on Fox. <laughs> it's going to be a little different next time. I think it'd be a little more exciting. I, a question, though. Minnesota ice pick rules? Yeah, it's a very specific league up there. I'm not exactly sure what that means, but it's I, really I got to tell you, I'm curious. It's very fun. It's very, very fun. So, uh, Jay Severn, I want to run down this list and uh, give us a, uh, we'll, me, you, Skip, we'll go around and uh, talk about each candidate just for a second or so, how well they did and where they stand at this point and if they are really a viable candidate for, for you personally. Uh, first one, uh, Carly Fiorina, I think we, uh, we've done her service so far. We all are curious. We all think she did a pretty good job. Uh, what about Bobby Jindal? May, may I say, may I oh, say yeah. as, you, as you start mm-hmm. the list mm-hmm. that I'm not sure, and I, I think the media has done a very poor job here of reporting on the media. I mean, wow, wow big surprise, right? <laughs> but but a lot of, almost everyone I know thinks that Fox decided who was in these debates tonight mm-hmm. and, in, and in which ones. And I mean, and, and I guess technically they did in so far as they announced months ago, you know, we're going to name this the five biggest polls and then take the averages of them. And then those with the best numbers in, on average in the five biggest polls will be asked. OK, but nobody knew that. 
almost everyone thought that Fox selected who was going to be in this. That's not good. It's not good for people not to know that. It's not good for people to think that. And I'm not, even though it's Fox, I'm not sure I'm that comfortable even if you announce it, you know, with a broadcast outlet having that that much uh, influence in something like this. But along those lines, I'm not sure people realize that now what happens is a continue a continuous revolving pool and that now everybody everyone from tonight happy gilmore gets to go back into the pool everyone from an hour from now gets to go back in the pool everyone goes back in the pool and they circulate and they do the five polls and they poll again and how that comes out 48 hours before the next debate is how it comes out. And so this could very easily and probably will be a revolving cast of characters. So the notion that, gee, you know, darn, Carly ought to have been in it. Well, it's not like it's a done deal. Uh, I, I, she almost certainly will be in the next one because of tonight's performance and the curiosity generated by it. And there will almost certainly be a couple of people who were up there tonight that if you ask people, they would swear they'd give the sheriff an alibi. No, I was with him. He was at my house <laughs> eating a TV dinner. He wasn't on TV, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, hey, I, me, uh... it, it it is revolving. And so hey, I just want to mention that. Yeah, let me uh, hang on. I'm getting want to double check something. No, Pataki's still in it. Okay, oh, I see. okay. Uh, <laughs> there was a chance. So, <laughs> there was a chance. Carly Fiorina, uh, we did her justice. Uh, Bobby Jindal, Jay Severin, your thoughts. Uh, but well, let me look at the calendar. Well Wait a second. Candidate. Maybe maybe I can get Pataki out of this real quick. <laughs> let me look at the uniform statute of limitations and when I last represented him. I don't know. I might be able to have him out by tonight, uh, uh, <laughs> although I'd be his cellmate. So, yeah. you know, it would be a, a Pyrrhic victory. Um, OK, I'm sorry. You asked me uh, Bobby after Jindal. Carly. Bobby Jindal. Uh, Bobby did his very best impersonation of a middle school gym teacher, I thought, tonight. Uh, and... As we tend to look favorably upon middle school gym teachers, I don't think anyone disliked him, but he has seemed from the outset, to me, not, uh, I mean, not to me personally, though I mean that, but I also mean using my professional experience to project this upon the electorate. He has never seemed to me, and all of us, think about it, usually minority candidates for all the disadvantages we and life have handed them, they usually enjoy a certain spark of excitement because they are minority candidates. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Herman Cain did, God knows. He has no other known talent. I mean, no, you know. He, I mean, he had a plan. He had a nine, nine, nine Nine, plan. nine, nine. nine. Is that anything like Santorum's tonight? <laughs> Santorum had a 2020. I was wondering whether that was an audible on the nine, nine, nine. But I mean, okay, so Herman Cain got a bump and a look. Sure. He would never have gotten, you know, had he been white. Um, Bobby Jindal got a bump and a look 
He would never have got, you know, Barack right. Obama got a bump and a mm -hmm. look yeah. and a big bump and a big look mm. that he would otherwise not have gotten if he had been a state, a white state legislator of two terms, you know, uh, and, you know, let's be honest. And uh, I mean, no one's decrying it. I'm just observing it. Right. And. And I think the same is true of Bobby Jindal. And it's like you guys had in your, that very funny promo a moment ago. You know, Bobby, yes, we do. Or no, did you, did you say that Carson? No, that was of Carson. But no, you could Carson. use it of Jindal, you know. Right. And Bobby, yes, we do have, a, you know, a non-white guy. We do have a person of color, Bobby Jindal. I don't, I don't, I don't see it. I, I, I see him as everyone's favorite to put, uh, this is an awful way to put this, so I can't wait to say it. Um, uh, he's everyone's favorite to put in the window okay. at window dressing, a, yeah. a, a major federal agency. Do you know what you I know, mean? I, no, I do. I, I think in, in the past, if you look at his track record and you know the things he supported and not, he's been okay. He's better than a lot of the guys. As far as his performance goes, I really feel, Jay, if Bobby Jindal put a little more time in and say around the end of the century, he'd really be ready for prime time. <laughs> he has come. Do you remember the uh, when he gave the Republican response the one time? It was painful. Yeah. He's better than he was. Oh, that was so. Oh, why? Oh, no. Why did you? Oh, I'm so. You know why? Oh, you that's about awful it? that you. Because of Marco oh. Rubio's performance. <laughs> that's why. You yeah, Thursday. Well, yeah, and I think that's the thing. I on, just on thought, Bobby. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry, Skipper. No, I, was gonna say, I, I just think on Bobby and I'm trying to look at these debates tonight, too, through the eyes of, of assuming I, I don't know anything about these guys or their history, just seeing how they're handling. Uh, the I think that's and, a fair assumption. And, and, well, and in doing that, I mean, I think he did a, a fair job. There was nothing that he did that was going to, to sink him, but there was nothing he said dynamic that was in any way interesting or, or no. different. It was all just, just talking points. All right, no. let's get to a couple and, of others. And, uh, and as, think, by the way, for, yeah. for Marco Rubio, and we could talk more about him, I just think when he slipped and he didn't realize he was still on mic and he said, can I stay out an extra half hour late tonight because of the debate tonight, Mom? Can I? Can I? That's going to be bad for I don't you, think yeah. that helped. All right, let's get to uh, Rick Perry. Folks, I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. Rick Perry, it, it was a struggle for It is a struggle right now, not just the debate tonight, but everything. It is a struggle for me not to put Rick Perry dead last, even behind Lindsey Graham. I just he comes across as that big of adult. If you look at this nonsense he said about protecting the border in well, Texas, see, that's the thing, he, he, he didn't protect the border. He can't without federal help. He sent troops down there without weapons. So all he did was cost Texas a bunch of money. In fact, the guards, the guardsmen that he sent down there couldn't even call the feds and say, hey, they're running across because the feds won't take them. So it was just cost Texas <laughs> money. So Rick Perry is because I'm going to give him a mulligan. Because I hate Lindsey Graham so much, I will put him second to the last behind, or just ahead of Lindsey Graham. Uh, may I, guys? Do yes, you think, though, do. isn't the question, how many chances do you get? And yeah. last time, look, uh, okay, anybody can do this. I couldn't remember one of the three federal agencies I wanted to eliminate. <laughs> and the reason I couldn't is because of my medication. I mean, all right, how many people, if you say that at work, you get fired? 
Yeah. Anyway, and you're absolutely right. And, and again, too, saying that, and, and this is difficult to, to, to reconcile around my head with, but trying to view it, assuming that I know nothing about them. You're right. If you know the history of, of someone like a Rick Perry and the things that he was saying out there, clearly a bunch of BS. But if you just look at the debate at Fair Value 2, I don't think he said anything particularly that was I'm gonna uh, take a bottle. In it. I'm gonna take a bottle of whiteout with me to get started on all those executive orders. And taking a computer. page from yeah. the Obama, uh, take I a scalpel, mean, maybe. Uh, I just, but whiteout. Come no, on. I know that's a that's a term I, from a thousand years ago. Don't do that. Yeah, Correction really. Team. And I mean, and I especially like it when it dries up and I could scrape it off the bottom, you know, and get a <laughs> straw know. left over from lunch. Oh, did also, I say that out loud? You know. He also said something too. Oh, he, in response to Hillary, he said something like. He gave three words, not two, and he said something uh, good with email. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, those, shouldn't it have been those bad were the with words. email or good with email? I don't Evil. Uh, yeah. I mean, come on. Good with email? Uh, okay, <laughs> great. I'm, Everyone put your pencils down now. Good at hiding Everyone email, put your perhaps? pencils down now. Everyone's finished except young Mr. Perry. Yeah. You stay. No. Let's get to uh, Rick Santorum. I've never been a huge fan. Um, again, he's not the worst, uh, like the uh, the Jeb Bushes. He's kind of in the middle for me. Uh, but he was pretty solid tonight and is better than a lot of these dolts. So I go, eh. And I'm sorry, that was whom? Rick Santorum. Eh. Oh, okay. I think I put a lot of people in that kind of eh, category, at least on tonight. Eh. Nobody really was uh, uh, stepped out. Nobody stepped in it. It was just kind of, eh. So it's Rick Santana. Mario Cuomo used uh, a word which is the uh, equivalent in Italian uh, a couple of years ago, well, now, several years ago, and I can't remember about whom... He said it, but someone, in order to slander them, as only he could, he would just like put the knife right between your shoulder blades. Right. And and they asked Mario Cuomo about this guy, and he said, eh, polenta. <laughs> and I didn't know what it was. And, and, and so it took me two days to find out what polenta was, and polenta is a kind of apparently a kind of really limp, like mm-hmm. tiny little macaroni noodles, like a mush. Mm-hmm. It's like the stuff you feed to a colicky baby. It's you like know? cornmeal like, mush, but yeah, without a, the corn. Yeah. yeah, yes, yes, you know, like, mm. eh, polenta. And so I think we all kind of had the like, eh. So I guess it would be Rick Torum. Okay, uh, then uh, as several people have mentioned online, some have described him as number 17, some have said, what's his name? Jim Gilmore. Now, I put Jim Gilmore pretty high on my list, but I'm admitting my bias here. I know Jim Gilmore. He was, he was at my wedding. He was an invited guest. I know him. Really? He's got a, yeah, he's got a great track record, and he's really a sharp guy, but he does not come across well on TV. You sit down with Jim Gilmore. Just sit down and have a drink with him or a piece of pizza or something like that, and you'll be like, okay, this is the guy. This is him. But he doesn't come across well, and that's part of the game. Well, I don't know why you say that. Oh, <laughs> well, and, and again, too, um, again, I want to know more about him, too, just based off of your liking him, too. I mean, I'm going to definitely give him a second look. But again, I, I feel like my only takeaway from him tonight was, oh, well, he was governor during 9-11. Well, he and Pataki kept using yeah, that. I, so, I know, that's no, unfair. no, 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 no. It's not that it's unfair. Yeah. It's they both uh, seems like each one of them exactly. said it more because yeah. they each said it so often. And they're both former governors that nobody knows, you know. By the way, before we skip beyond uh, Santorum, let's remember a lot of this is is drama, as we know, mm-hmm. melodrama, and 
And and and the heart of melodrama surely is lo how the mighty have fallen. Mm-hmm. And uh Rick Santorum is the guy who last time though it was said he lost uh the Iowa pri- uh, caucus, he won. Remember? It took a few days and they declared someone else the victor in Iowa oh, that's right. and then what? of the Republican Iowa uh, caucuses. And then a few days later, when it was too late to get him any bump, somebody else won New Hampshire. And he was running around New Hampshire like the afternoon of the vote saying, oh, but I won Iowa. <laughs> All right, let me get a break I mean, and we'll t- come back and talk about the last couple of these. By the way, we are using on Twitter uh, that I just tweeted out there, Hillary in two words. Hillary in TWO words. Go ahead and, uh, go ahead and offer it. Because the candidates, none of them did a good job at that, really. So Evil witch. Okay, there's one, evil witch. That's a good one. Write that down for Jay Severn. Back in a moment with your calls and tweets. Jay Severn along with Doc and Skip on this, the more on the uh, Blaze Radio Network. You're listening to reactions and analysis of the debate. The Blaze Radio Network. Reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. Okay, here's what I want to know. Does the Hillary in two words, when they when they ask them on stage, do those two words have to work together or could they be two independent thoughts? I, I think either way. Either way, I think it's acceptable. Because yeah, I have one, but they don't work. That's a good I'm, question. Yeah, because yeah. I'm going Benghazi cankles. That, that's my... I don't know how those... <laughs> Well I, well, I think those could even even work independently or together. Okay, I see what you're saying there. Well, uh, we do have some coming in on the Twitter, and I think DM and DM uh, has one of the best. He put Harry Cankles. I like that a whole uh, lot. Yeah, that's hashtag Hillary <laughs> in two words. No, Jim he Cooney. got confused. That's, that's the old porn actor. <laughs> Harry Cankles oh, starring in. Yes. Yeah, well, I don't yeah. want to say what he's starring in. Goodness. Uh, Jim Evans <laughs> tweeting at us, hashtag Hillary in two words. Obnoxious liar. So okay, again, and that works both together yeah. or independently. Obnoxious so I think that's and liar. good. Obnoxious liar. Yeah, you're right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Lori D tweeting at us. Uh, hashtag Hillary in two words. Baby killer. Hashtag mic drop. Hold good on. one. Wow, you're right. I just say killer too because you All can right. go soldier killer. Um, if you include Bill's killing in there, ambassador killer. Okay. Harridan squared. <laughs> um, somebody just you know just for the Jeopardy crowd you know <laughs> um, someone tweeted so far I think one of the best um, hashtag Hillary in two words vapid succubus that was you who put that and I'm going to give it to you really, it's pretty good it's a good tweet though it's still yours I'm just going to go ahead some and say people it. think it's not a good tweet it's a no, good I think it's a really good one Skip it's a really solid one. Uh, let's see. Fletch tweeting, a socialist nursemaid. <laughs> I don't know why nurse that maid, that's makes really me particularly laugh, but uh, there's no, a couple I makes me nervous. I don't know. Uh, nursemaid, right. as long as you include Uma, because you got to have a wet nurse then. <laughs> okay, the one candidate we didn't get to is, uh, and Dill's mention a lot, is Lindsey Graham. I mean, that's because we're all in agreement. I mean, he's... He's the end of the road, right? At, at this point, I'm actually saying Trump is a more serious candidate than Lindsey Graham, <laughs> right, and I've right. never thought Trump's that serious of a candidate. Golly, could I have another peach box to stand on? <laughs> Jay, did you notice his delivery you tonight did. was one of, like, I really should not be here at the at the kids' table, and uh, 
kind of exact. I don't know why I'm down here because ISIS is going to kill us all. In fact, unless you appoint me emperor in the next 14 minutes, ISIS is going to kill us all. You, you did notice that he, when he was listing all of his achievements and qualifications, it, he included that he was not in these words, but that he was a conformed bachelor. He's a confirmed yeah. bachelor. And one of the reasons mm-hmm. you can count on him is right. that he has nothing else to do there except look <laughs> after the budget and ISIS because I have no wife, I have no chillin', and so you don't have to worry about me Tom catting around. Well, we sure don't, Senator. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I can see him going out with John McCain on a Saturday night like the old skits. We are two wild and crazy guys. And by going out with John McCain, you mean looking for Rufus King? There it is. There yeah, it is. Just, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, Lindsey Graham, that's, uh, that's not good at all. Not good at all. Okay. He well, was standing your... on a peach box, too. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. All right, more of your uh, comments coming via the telephone, the Broadway studio line, 888-900-3393. It's the Blaze Radio Network. This is a special post-debate presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate on the Blaze Radio Network. analysis of the debate from the Blaze Radio Network. Interesting to see that um, Senator Lindsey Graham, who is constantly Graham standing on stage, and feel free to use that hashtag, <laughs> Graham standing, he, um, he has this Jay, really one solid message. He thinks ISIS is going to bring him victory. I mean, he has a couple of other fringe ones, but it's primarily ISIS, and he is like, I will do anything which is what I don't want. I don't want him spying on mosques, and I don't want him increasing the NSA, which is two things that he he not only is for it, he doubled and tripled down tonight on it. He, I feel uh, the more I, the more I savage him, and then later, <laughs> then later get to You're know him. savaging, just to be clear, that, savaging yeah. him is very different hey, y'all. from other people savaging him. Yes. And I don't want to mention McCain. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm just right. saying, okay, just clarify. Just All right, yeah, thank you way. for that okay. second yes. chance. I don't mean, I don't mean touch his bottom <laughs> okay. in an unwanted way. Whoa! I, I, Whoa okay? I mean, oh. as the more I criticize him and then later learn about him, uh, which is the way it works in journalism, uh, I, I feel sorrier and sorrier for the little Pichaluk. I don't know. I mean, he's 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 uh, he's like a little midgy person, and I didn't realize it tonight till he kept. Could I have more peach boxes to stand on so I could see? And and the, the guy said, "I but no, me, me, me. Mm-hmm. I've been to Afghanistan forty-seven times." And and. And so we're supposed to say, oh, okay, well, that's great. Like, you know, you don't have a life. You've been to Afghanistan 47 times, uh, you know, each time with, with, with John Graham. I mean, there, there's a great, there's just a wonderful parody out there of Brokeback Mountain. Uh, and it's, and, it's, and it's, <clears throat> it's called something else. And the two characters are Lindsey Graham and John McCain. Uh, and I, I tell you, it's just... Um, I'm not suggesting anything else. I'm no, merely saying, no, no, I look, the guy has made it his life. It's, it's something uh, I understand. Lindsey Graham has made his professional life in the United States Senate. He's a former Air Force officer. Mm-hmm. He has no other family. Uh, this is it for him. 
being a United States senator is it. I believe he's honest as the day is long. I believe he's as liberal as Hillary Clinton. <laughs> he is a, a well-meaning commie uh, who happens to be in the Republican Party. And he wants, because he has, because he has spent his last, you know, 239 free weekends uh, in Turkish baths in uh, uh, Afghanistan somewhere, he feels put out that we don't want to repay that by making him some kind of, you know, czar or something. I don't know. I feel bad for the guy, but he's not, I don't know. We generally had a sense in this country of presidential timber, of you know, of presidential material, sure, material, yeah. and and you know, or you even just presidential, and we right. would say, you know, the guy's smart, he's this, he's that, but he's just not presidential. I just don't find him presidential. It's funny because I, I don't uh, speak for anyone else. I yeah, it's, no, I agree. other than well, no, and, and hundreds of I, millions of Americans. You know, I salute Lindsey Graham serving America, um, and it's it's like John McCain, both of them in the service. I can't thank him enough for that. However, I must hold them to what they've accountable for what they've done since then, and that's exactly you know, tear up America I mean, for that. But remember this though, Jay he he served in the in the U.S. military in the U.S. Air Force at a time even prior to "Don't Ask, Don't Tell." He managed to navigate <laughs> wow. those waters. I'm just saying there was a lot of a lot of turmoil at the time. Is all I'm saying. Was he Air Force or Navy? Air Force, right? He was? I, Air Force. I, I thought it was Air Force. Okay, I'm, I'm incorrect then. No, because I'm, I'm familiar. I remember having to study uh, the challenges uh, to, uh, well, he, his challenges to the the constant request to uh, inspect his Bombay doors, which he kept wow. refusing. <laughs> and uh, there was really a lot of legal wrangling over this. So, what, no, what, you know... The, well, and like we were saying too, Lindsey Graham keeps saying that he's the man for the job and can go over and fight ISIS because of his 47 trips or whatever and uh, been to right. Afghanistan so many times. I mean, that's roughly equivalent to saying that I do a good job because I'm really good at Call of Duty or something. Or or no. I, <laughs> I, I saw the Hurt Locker seven times in theaters. I'm ready. Wait, seven times in theaters? In theaters, man. Surround sound DTS. Jay, you'll, it's just, I, you, it's you had to have loved the moment when Senator Muffin Cumberpatch, and by that I mean Lindsey Graham standing, when he said... I will be Ronald Reagan if you can find me a Tip O'Neill. And I thought to oh, myself man. instantly, if anybody is Tip O'Neill, it's Chris Christie. So if you can just get Chris Christie in the That's house. That's a great point. you could get him I, to me. If someone had been smart enough in that debate, they would have come back and said, what do you think we are, you squirt match.com? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, did you also hear when uh, when Rick Santorum, uh, he said uh, he stood up to the old boy network in D.C., Jay. He said he fought them. He fought that D.C. machine, the insider politics, you know, the good old boy inside the beltway. He fought them as an outsider for 16 years. Uh, he's going to get an <laughs> awful lot of pushback on that because most people who claim to have fought the old boy network we're facing them at the time. <laughs> Pardon me. <laughs> okay. All right. I think we have some more uh, tweets coming in with the uh, hashtag Hillary in two words. Uh, DM and DM coming in again with uh, Huma's lover. Now, that, those are just, you know, fun little 
I was going to say speculation. No, I don't know if you would just go ahead and say move on. Spe- yeah, I just, probably. probably um, yeah, by the way, if you do want to check out that hashtag Hillary into words, there's a lot of really good ones, a lot of which I can't read on the air. So, <laughs> just, so, so that means you're going to check those out yourself. Exactly. Right? <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, but Michelle tweeting hashtag Hillary into words delete button. Oh, nice. That works. Uh, that Bert, works a couple yeah, ways, it does. too. Yeah. Bird H uh, 2020 tweeting hashtag Hillary into words Soros itch. <laughs> <laughs> For which there is now an effective topical bomb, I understand. <laughs> is uh, it a bomb or an ointment? I think it's a salve. Oh, it a salve? <laughs> Pretty sure it's a salve. Uh, Charlize tweeting at us, hashtag Hillary in two words. Uh, next Nixon. Oh, wow. Oh, that's Not good. smart enough. Yeah. Um, yeah did you yeah. Know guys notice today, earlier, that um, I thought one of the things going in today uh, when I was on my show earlier, I said, okay, let's like real quick say, what are the things, no matter who you are, you'd like to try to do, as well as the things you'd like to try to avoid. Mm-hmm. And I thought one of the universals out there was to attack Hillary, you know, mm-hmm. and attack Obamunism. I mean, if there's anything that anyone else in the audience has in common, all of them have in common that they abhor you know, Obama and and Hillary. And the first one to do it was uh, Rick Santorum. And for a minute there, I thought he actually, you know, I was looking to see if there was any pink in his cheeks, you know, if he was coming around uh, and regaining consciousness. And he, he said it and he let it go. And I, I, I guess to the extent that you could say that uh, Carly Fiorina could have played it stronger... Uh, she might have gone after Hillary or Obama, but I'll tell you, there's something called judgment. Uh, I know. I've watched it many times from afar, uh, and uh, I certainly don't have it. But great political judgment is like an um, old friend of mine said, a good pool hustler will always beat you by one or two balls. Oh. You know, yep, they don't, right. you know, you can, you can, you can shear a sheep many times, but kill him only once, you know, That's a and point. It, it, and, 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 and I think that Carly Fiorina showed me something else that a lot of people who don't do this for a business won't notice tonight. And it, it took me an hour and a half to notice until just now, which was she could have, I mean, I'm in the middle of criticizing here for not like going after Hillary and I realize no you know what you played that like a cheap harmonica I mean or really mm-hmm. like a Stradivarius I mean she she played that beautifully and she came out of it without a speck on her right That's a good point too that's a good observation that is hey, she I mean she not only yeah. said all those things she touched all those bases she whacked all those moles you know mm-hmm. she hit all those people with a hammer and uh, including her own credentials and she came out of it like caesar's wife so maybe if she had gone two minutes longer on whacking hillary and obama maybe you know a woman it's sexism she has to be careful maybe that's two minutes too many for carly so uh, maybe i'm wrong about that no, I think you're on to something there. I, I have a list of, of words that were and how many times they were mentioned. Oh, For example, these are always um, I don't have Hillary, but I have Clinton 21 times, Obama 26 times, Trump nine times, Reagan eight tri- times, Kasich four, and then these four all mentioned once, Bush, Biden, Lincoln, and Carter. 
Lincoln. Gee whiz. Yeah. All right, quick break. Back with more on this, the Blaze Radio Network. More reactions and analysis of the debate coming up next. From the Blaze Radio Network. is a special post-debate presentation. Reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. All right, that was uh, pretty much the warm-up. That was the uh, the first bout on the card tonight. The uh, next bout coming a little bit later on. It'll be uh, at uh, roughly 8.50, 9 o'clock Eastern time when the, the top 10 of the 17 GOP candidates take the stage. The lineup is going to be, and this is in the order they rank as far as the averaging of those five polls. Can I help Donald- out here? Rowdy Roddy Piper versus Bobo Brazil. Too soon. Okay, Okay, sorry. It'll be Donald Trump, Jeb Bush, Scott Walker, Mike Huckabee, Ben Carson, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, Rand Paul, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, Christie, and John Kasich. He only counts as one, Doc. I don't think so. I don't think so. So they'll they'll be on the card tonight. Not according to the fire warden. I tweeted this out. The fire warden planned to cancel the entire thing because Christie weighs more than seven other candidates put together. By the, way, Hank fire regulations. By the way, Hank Johnson was tweeting out, too, that he's concerned that stage might tip over and <laughs> capsize. <laughs> Jay, give me, a, uh, give me a minute or so on what you expect tonight, what you hope tonight, what to watch for. Any thoughts on tonight's uh, next debate? All right, so let's wipe out tonight because I think we can, what happened okay. earlier. Um, will the debate reflect tradition or the volcanic mood of the electorate? Because we got a lot of theater going here, mm-hmm. you know, more so than usual. Also, will the will the moderators try to control the tone and pace uh, of what we're about to watch? Uh, will it be the Trump show? Also, if it is or if it isn't, look out for who's playing the Trump primary. This is at least two-dimensional chess. Some people out there are trying to win what is the equivalent of a normal presidential debate, but a lot of other people have their eyeball on Trump and whether or not he's going to jump out, uh, 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 jump out of this, and do they get his votes? And I think all of that is going to prime people in terms of, you know, how they how they behave. Skip, who is your who's the one to watch tonight? I mean, uh, Donald Trump is obviously going to be something to watch, sensational, Jeb Bush, whatever. But my sleeper, my one that this is their maybe their make or break is Rand Paul. Rand Paul started off big, and he has faded, and he's already suggested that he's going to go large, nothing to lose. He has to. So uh, he's, I wouldn't he's say the, faded. I would say oh, if I were him, on. I'd send Fade. out RuPaul in my place. <laughs> yeah, he probably has better name recognition right now. Yeah, right, he's MIA, so no, he. He has to. He has to make a name. Although I feel like he almost may be playing it smart in terms of trying to fly under the radar a bit. I, the problem is he's number eight right now. Is no, the you're right. He's, well, he's gone too far to that. He hasn't been able to keep his name out there enough. Uh, me personally, um, aside from the obvious races, then I'm, I'm looking for the Ted Cruz. Uh, Marco Rubio, I think, is he's pretty much done. Chris Christie, I think, is done. And John Kasich. Um, he'll he's on be the rise. Yeah, he's, he's on the rise. It's a matter of if he he can put the words together right, and people will start buying his BS. You have to know though that John Kasich is 
lying when he tells you about what he did for Ohio. And that's the thing is the people right now who think they're supporting, think they like John Kasich, just don't know John Kasich. He's lying. I mean, seriously, can I do the quick, because uh, I just have to tell people. He supports amnesty. He expanded Medicare by taking money from the federal government. He supports Common Core. He raised taxes in Ohio. Yes, he also cut taxes, which he'll tell you, but it was a net raise. That's the reason he was able to, quote, Point of order. balance the budget. Yes, sir. Point of order? Yes. But it's Donald larger. Trump but point, Donald Trump is killing him in the polls because yeah. primary voters for the first time in my lifetime when asked what's the controlling factor in your decision tonight is number one authenticity and leadership number two the economy number three consistent conservatism I have never seen consistent conservatism have a backseat to any other trait in my lifetime in a Republican primary. Without that, Trump could not be where he is. That's a great so point. So he's, he's actually enabling a lot of people, you know, to do things they couldn't otherwise do. One other thing, let's not forget, mm-hmm. Jeb was quoted yesterday or this morning for the first time uh, as saying to a Republican activist, Trump's a clown, a buffoon, and an a-hole, only he didn't just use the letter. Oh, oh, interesting. You know, Jay, I think the, yeah. the watchword for not just the debate tonight... <clears throat> But this election, 2016, is what you just said, and that is authenticity. The quick story, I had an opportunity to fly with our boss, Jay, uh, 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 Glenn Beck, about a year or so ago. No, you got it right. He said the, the future is authenticity for all things because we live in a plastic world now and people crave it. So that's what to watch for tonight. Again, it's uh, Doc Thompson and Skip Lacombe, along with Jay Severin. Coverage on the Blaze Radio Network continues immediately following the next debate, which will wrap up somewhere between 10.30 and 11 o'clock Eastern Time. We'll see you right back here on the Blaze Radio Network. This has been a special presentation, reaction and analysis of the GOP debate. From the Blaze Radio Network.